You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and check us out online at beardedtheologians.com. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. Uh, this week on the Bearded Theologians, um, we're going to take another lectionary approach, and we're looking at the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, uh, verses 23 through 28, and maybe even we might dive a little bit into chapter 3, because that's part of the lectionary reading today. Um, so, Zach, as, as you read this scripture and you see that Jesus is walking through a wheat field and the Pharisees um, are questioning Jesus' Sabbath uh, policies, um, and as you read this, what are some things that kind of come to mind for you? Well, uh the first thing that comes to mind for me is, is what we get hung up on here. Uh, and I guess when I say we, the, the Pharisees, what the Pharisees get hung up on. Um, the, the Sabbath day is the day that they took off. They couldn't work. They couldn't do anything. They had to prepare before. Um, and, and Jesus is walking through this field with the disciples and they're hungry. And so they shake some, uh, some wheat off and eat. And the Pharisees are like, look, you're breaking the law. You're working. And Jesus is like, we, we got to eat, right? you know um what what's more important here uh i think is the, the underlying tone and and for me that that's just kind of where i go when we we get hung up on stuff so easily that's not that that may seem important at the time but when we look back at it it's not that important right um we're getting hung up on the wrong things and we're telling people oh you can't do this this and this when they're going we're hungry we're tired we need we need to do this in these moments, but, but we, as, as people, as the church, as whatever, are, are looking at it going, no, you can't do this because we say, you know, this is what this says, whether it's the law, it's scripture, it's this or that, it doesn't really matter. If it's our own personal, um, uh, own personal rules or uh, whatever it is, uh, we say, no, you can't do that because this says so. And people are going, yeah, but we're hungry yeah, but we're, we're this, we, we need to do this to survive. Um, and I think we get hung up on that, that legalism. Um, and it doesn't allow us to see people for, for who they are. And that's kind of what I see in, in this, this bit of scripture, especially getting into, uh, into chapter three with healing. Well, I, I found it interesting. Um, there's some really great dialogue about this, uh, on working preachers, uh, podcast this week, uh, that dealt with that. Um, that um, really looked at, um, talked about the practice of Sabbath and that one of the part of the practices of Sabbath, if I remember correctly, I may be wrong. And if I'm wrong, please go listen to that podcast and, and correct me. Um, but they talked about part of the reason for the Sabbath in Deuteronomy 5 was to remember the slavery uh, that they were in and, and to have reverence towards God, you know, that helped free them and liberate them from slavery and then also the whole idea of rest and centering ourselves upon God. And I think that um, when we look up at this, uh, you've got these two stories, these, these two stories that are looking at um, one, you've got these religious leaders that are questioning Jesus on whether what he's doing is right. And Jesus pointing out to the fact that, Hey, you know, we got to eat, <laughs> um, right. you, you know, the Sabbath doesn't say don't eat. Um, you know, if it'd be different if the Sabbath actually said fast, I, I think there'd be some pushback on that. And I think Jesus would be okay with that. 
what Jesus isn't doing here, Jesus isn't trying to say, all right, let's just, let's just do away with this law of Sabbath. Everybody work, have your soccer games, have all that. What Jesus is saying here is that there's some basic human needs that need to be met. And, and one of those is not only just eating, but the other is, is, and you look at the next story is, is a connection to God. And, um, you know, you have this great healing story of Jesus taking the hand and, you know, stretching it out and, 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 and seeing this healing happen at a time when it needed to happen. And, and, and that's one of the beliefs that, uh, you know, when, when you believe, you know, it, it takes care of it in the gospel of Mark. Um, and I think that that's, these two stories together point towards a, uh, an act of practice. How are we practicing our faith? Um, we can easily look at it and are we being legalistic about our faith, which is unhealthy? Um, or are we looking at things in a practical sense and saying, you know, if someone comes up to you and says, Hey, I need to eat. I can do that. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, when someone comes up to us or, you know, right now our church's financial situation, we just don't have money to, to give, but when it comes to finding food for people, we can do that. And, we'll and I can find before, a meal right? for you. Yeah. Um, but I can't, you know, I don't have money just to, yeah, let me help you with your rent or your electrical bill or whatever, you know, yeah, let me help you get a hotel room. And, and that breaks my heart. Cause I would love to be able to do that. But you know, the reality is that if we do that, then we'll have to reduce the salary of someone else. I mean, and so there's consequences of that. And so I think if we, you know, as we look at this and we have our discussion, it, it's been interesting to think about how, how we practice the law um, mm-hmm. and how we, you know, what is our interpretation as Pharisees who are questioning right. Jesus as a preacher right. um, and saying, you know, Jesus, what's your interpretation of the Sabbath that we've, you know, kept for a long time. And Jesus kind of points out to the real reason of, of Sabbath. Right. And, and he does that really well with chapter three uh, in, into those first six verses of healing on the Sabbath. The, these Pharisees, these same Pharisees are watching them, right? Uh, like you say, we're, we closely watch people with this legalism in mind of, are you going to do what you're supposed to do? Are you going to do what I think you need to do? Um, and, and so they're watching, watching Jesus closely. Um, I feel like they're peering out windows and, uh, you know, behind haystacks. I don't know. That's just me. Um, and, and he steps out to where people, um, or this man with this hand, this withered hand steps out to where people can see him. And Jesus asks, is it, um, is it legal to, on the Sabbath to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to kill? And they say nothing. And he looks around angry, is what my translation says, and then he deeply grieves. That's, that's deep. I mean, it, uh, so much of what Jesus does is deep, but that's, that tells you something about just who Jesus is. And he's not grieving. He, he's grieving, at, and, and the common English translates it as unyielding hearts. Right, right. I mean, think about how often in our time, like in our churches, and you and I serve in a denomination um, that, um, you know, part of our problem is the unyielding heart. Right. We won't let it go, right? Um, We know the right answer. We know the answer to this is to do good, not to do evil, to, to save a life and not to kill. We know what the answer is there, but because we're so stuck, and not letting this go, not letting the legalism go, we can't say anything, right? And, and so Jesus heals the man's hand, and it, and it pisses the Pharisees off, right? They, they, they go and begin to plot 
against Jesus. And, and what's funny is like in this gospel, we're only three chapters in and Jesus I know. is already picking people off. This is one of the reasons why I love this gospel is because yes. this gospel, like from the very beginning, in the beginning of, you know, of the gospel, we see this image of, of like God's coming and hitting the ground running. And mm-hmm. and he's doing it in a unique and new way that is going to transform the world. And and man, you better be ready. And and I and I I take that to heart because I think far too often, you know, we're we're looking for a program or we're looking for a ministry when when the real reality is is that the spirit catches you and takes you and takes off with you mm-hmm. if you let it. If you don't let it, then that's a whole other problem that we've got to deal with. Mm-hmm. But I really think, I mean, if you know, when we look at this and we, we dive into this a little bit more, it's amazing to see um, you know, that Jesus was willing just to not necessarily like you know, if you notice, he's not fighting against the Pharisees. He's no. just pointing out that his interpretation is different. I mean, and, and it's not, you know, it's not that it's a bad translation. You know, he's not saying, you know, Pharisees, you're bad or Pharisees, you know, you're wrong. He's just like, hey, man, here's how I interpret it. Right. And, and, well, he's you know. he's just asking the question, what do you do? Right. Yeah. Do you do, you, do, you do good or evil? Do you save a life or 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 kill on the Sabbath. I mean, what, that's as simple as it gets for them. It's just, what do you expect to do here? Right. Um, well, I like their response. So Jesus asked the question, uh, is it legal on the Sabbath to do good or do evil to save a life or to kill? But they said nothing. I mean, nothing. Jesus kind of like mic drops and everybody's like, yeah. Oh, and that's the thing. Uh, like I said, they know the answer, but they can't say it because then Jesus is right. Yeah. It, well, it, 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 this, you know, this, I'm sure he didn't, um, uh, I'm sure, you know, it's not one of those things where it's, you know, just right there. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit speechless at this, looking at this and thinking, right. you know, here we are. I mean, how often do we act like this? Um, you know, right. Well, and, and that was my next question. How, how often do we Jesus in this story? And how often are we the Pharisees? Well, I, I think it's a balance. Well, <laughs> I would hopefully <laughs> say it's a balance of both, um, that you're not one or the other. Right. Because um, there are times where we have to be Pharisees. And and, and some of that's to, to kind of have some sense of orthodoxy and orthopraxy that's healthy. Right. right. Um, and, and I'm okay with that. And I think this is what Jesus is pointing out. It's not that your practice of the Sabbath is bad. It's just, hey, there are going to be times where you're going to have to bend the rules a little bit right. to do something that's good. And, right. and I think that that's, you know, when we wrestle with that, when we look at that, that there are going to be times where we're just going to have to bend a little and, and it's not going to kill you. Right. Um, and I think that that's, um, I think as we think about our, you know, our, our churches and, and stuff like that is if we could, you know, kind of get our churches to understand that is that there are going to be times where we're gonna have to bend a little. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and there are times to bend and there are times not to bend. And I think when it comes to justice oriented issues and you look at this man with the withered hand um, who obviously needed some healing um, and Jesus could see uh, the, the um, need for healing and, right. and healed him. Um, you know, he just, it's amazing to see like how we could just, you know. Well, it, it, it comes back to that that idea that there are going to be times where being right is not as important as helping people um, in, in, in doing the thing that is, that is 
needed in the moment. And like say bending, bending a little bit um, in places and knowing when that is. Um, and far too often, I think we get caught up in being right rather than actually seeing people. Um, and that's where we fall into trouble uh, as the church, as leaders, uh, as a lot of things, um, is, oh, we're right. This is the right thing to do. And yet we have all of these people around us in search of healing. And mm-hmm. well, we can't, you know, do that today because whatever reason. And, um, but we have to be right in that instead of saying, oh crap, you need food, you need healing, come here. Uh, we, will, we will be with you in these moments. And so I think our question is this week, um, how do you practice the law? Mm. Um, that and- question sucks. <laughs> that's a well, tough question i mean it really is <laughs> and, and i think but i, I think it this way, and, and i said it i think uh, i think some of the times we have to be pharisees and we have to call out people that are not doing things that are healthy there you know and this is something that i've been thinking about because i've just been wrestling with this ever since i got here more than anything um is uh What does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ? Right. And so the, the thing that I've really discovered is, is that our general rules for the church is what it means to be a disciple of Jesus right. Christ, to do good, to do no harm, and to stay in love with God. Right. And there's going to be times when that stretches us, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's going to be times right. when that gives us life. And, yeah. and, and I think, you know, if I had, if, if someone asked me, Matt, what's a disciple of Jesus Christ? Well, it's someone that does good, does no harm and stays in love with God. Right. Um, and I think that that's extremely biblical. I think it's a healthy model because here's the other thing. And this is the thing that I've really been wrestling with thinking about this and thinking about, you know, things that we're required to do in regards to the annual conference and stuff like that um, is um, maybe we're complicating this process too much like the Pharisees do. 100%. And we're not being more Jesus about it and being practical. You know, Jesus took the Ten Commandments and really kind of pra- made them very practical. Right. Um, and I right. think that when we look at what does it mean to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, you know, Jesus did those three things. He did good. He did no harm. And, and he stayed in love with God. Right. And, and I think if we – and just imagine if everybody in your church did two out of those three rules really well. Right. Right. Well, and, and so that's the thing. I, I think you're absolutely spot on. We, we overcomplicate this, right? And, and it's, I think it's in our human nature to say, well, how do we do this? How, how are we disciples of Jesus? And people want the Ten Commandments, right? They want one through ten to say, well, if you pray, if you read scripture, if you do this and you do it at these times during the day and you go to church on Sunday and you go to church on Wednesday, that's what being a disciple is, right? Um, and, and it becomes very cookie cutter and very over whatever um and yet it comes down to do good do no harm and stay in love with god and that gives each disciple each person the freedom to say this is who i am in jesus this is how i follow and this is how i do good and do no harm and this is how i stay in love with god and it works for me um instead of saying well did you read scripture today did you do this today well if you didn't then you didn't do it right well, there's, there's, there's not any freedom in that. There's not any grace in that. I don't think, I don't, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. Um, but for each person, it's different. And there's not a formula that we can tell people to get it right. Um, and so, yeah, we do overcomplicate it for sure. 
um, and look at these things in these ways that aren't life-giving. And so, yeah, I mean, I, that's a great question of how do we, how do we do this? How do we find that balance? And uh, what's allowing you to do good, do no harm and stay in love with God. Yeah. I think is if we do that, um, then I think that that's a healthy thing. Um, I think so too. And, and I would encourage our, our listeners to do that. And so listeners, we want to encourage you to have, uh, fire some feedback from us. Um, we would love to be able to lift up um, some reviews on, uh, on iTunes. And so if, you know, if you write a review, we may say your uh, username on our uh, thing. I think it'd be yeah. kind of fun to do. Uh, we may, we may even read your review. So write some, right. Some if, you, review. if you leave five us a, stars, review, a great review, we'll read it. Five stars and a creative review. How about that? Five stars and a creative review. And we'll, we'll read yours on a future podcast. How about that? Like that, that sounds like, that sounds like fun. That does sound uh, like fun. And so, um, we want to catch you go to our website, beardedtheologians.com. Uh, we're going to start, we're going to hopefully get back into the practice of having writing again. Um, we, we kind of fell out of the practice of that. And some of that was just, um, the time consuming of that. And, and we had a, a lot of our friends that were writing for us have, have had life changes and that's been a little bit difficult for them. And so we're hoping to get back into the writing group again. Um, but we have some really great stuff up on our website. Yeah. Um, some great podcasts. I mean, I think we, we have definitely hit our stride in regards to podcast gold in the last probably like five months. And so we'd encourage you to go back at least five months and listen, you know, <laughs> there's, there's some really good stuff the last five months, actually the last year we've had it's some phenomenal interviews and we're going to hopefully have some more in the future. Um, we're, we're shooting uh, for a couple of people that will be on that'll be fun. Um, uh, our good friend, Justin Coleman had a book come out. We're hoping to get him on uh, yeah. soon. Um, and so, um, you know, just go on our website and check it out and don't forget to buy a coffee mug or two. Father's day is coming up. It'd be a great coffee mug. Um, the meme challenge is still a go. And so I encourage you to lift that up. You have until really July 1st, maybe even later, depending on our schedules. Um, <laughs> uh, and so we'll look at that and we'll make a decision there, but we're thankful for you, our listeners. And so don't forget to go on uh, iTunes or Google play and leave us a five-star review and then leave us a funny review and we'll read your review on, on our future podcasts. And so for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.